0: the breakfast flakes podcast brought to you by the blue cat bar and grill next to the roadside event
1: center in Huntley the blue cat it's where it's at flakes check it in weird wednesday taking care of some stories about kids business sometimes you get a little more music that way i had a discussion the other day there's uh there's different kinds of listeners that listen to radio station morning shows you got your p1s those are the people that know how many kids paul has and how old my daughter is, and what you like to do, and my Cheryl my Crow thing. And other people listen, not quite that closely, and then some just every now and then. So I had to defend my partner on the golf course the other day, because he's wearing his Montana Grizzlies polo. He said, your partner wouldn't like this very much. I said, you haven't been listening. He's not making fun of the Grizz. He's making fun of the Grizz fans to think they're going to the Super Bowl every year. That's right. And folks, yesterday, we found out what time kickoff is for all the games. All right, new big headline. <laughs> There's some 12s, some 1s, and a, a 2 and a 3 in there, too. <laughs> God. <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't see anything on the Bobcat kickoff games. And I seem to recall them playing in the championship game last year, but... That's the way it's always been with the coverage in our town, and that's fine, too. Well, folks, hail is one of the things that gets the reporters out of our local TV news stations and makes them do stand-ups from areas where things happen. Color H, Tracy Smith, did a stand-up from my golf course, Pryor Creek, and uh, Cole Clark and his crew out there got right on it, posted some pictures of, uh, had some pretty good damage on the greens. But got out there with the machines and did some verticut, put a little sand on it, Open for business. And Tracy, during your stand-up, this is not a criticism. It's just something you should know. Even though it's the south course, the public course, you can't be standing on an 18 green without golf shoes.
0: See? (laughs) And by the way, the bar sustained no damage. None. (laughs) And that's the busiest part of the golf course. So... Yeah, last year, it was on this date last year, I had my hailstorm. Mm-hmm. Wiped out everything I had except for about 130 acres, and uh, it got some damage. And when I cut it, it made about 10 bushel is all. Um, so, um, But
1: you still got to cut it.
0: Yeah, I cut that. The other stuff I tried to hay, and the other stuff was so bad last year, I couldn't even hay it i just beat it down to nothing and that's like the damage out here uh and and i feel sorry for those folks i know what you know it happens all the time i can guarantee you anybody's families out there been out there for a while this isn't their first rodeo when it comes to no. no, no, no. you know i mean it it happens all the time it's part of the game if you're Um, gonna
1: plant stuff outside every year
0: well, I, you could appreciate this. You know when you go into something and you have such high hopes, Mark, and then at the end, all of a sudden, it's just major disappointment. Just like that. You never expected it coming at all. Man, I got a
1: lot of hail in my life. See? <laughs> uh,
0: you, just, you just, just, bam,
1: blindsided And it was ya. looking so good two days ago. I,
0: <laughs> exactly. And and your hopes are up. Exactly. And- it's, uh, it's awful. And we've got another... Uh, chance of severe storms tonight uh, in the area, 70%, and then things are going to calm down a little bit, which is good,
1: but... Uh, well, you know, you, you could smell the rain a little bit this morning. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, i tell you what I did last night. Uh, I waited till about quarter to six, and things were breaking up and clearing up, and I thought, we're not getting rain tonight, so... I grabbed a sandwich and I hopped on my little tractor and I went out and I raked uh, the hundred and twenty. Well, not all of it. About a hundred acres that I had down, uh, so it would be dry by the time I get home this morning. Right. That way I can try to get it bailed before the uh, before the storm. Right. I get it because if I get another storm on it, do you, do you have a big colander at home I can borrow, Mark?
1: <laughs> I might I might need that uh, just to get. Well, part of that story surprises me. Hmm. You grabbed a sandwich? I did. <laughs> Normally that's the last time, that's the last thing we have time for. No, I did. If I have I time grab- on Thursday, I want to grab a sandwich, but right? until then I'm just busy.
0: <laughs> I did. I grabbed a sandwich and I ran out there and uh, but I did I did uh, make a smart decision though prior to the weekend and I decided to cut all of my crappy hay first. Mm-hmm. all the stuff that I could get a little hay off of but really isn't worth doing it, but I did it anyway and because I knew it was going to be uh, a volatile weekend with rain all weekend and thunders. And so I thought, you know what, I, I'm not going to – I need my – I'm so desperate. I have zero left from last year, right. none, not one
1: blade anywhere. And, uh, and I, when you have a year like that, the next year you say – i'm gonna i'm gonna cut everything that i can get this that's machine right. to that's
0: right so i thought well i'm gonna
1: cut i'm gonna cut some bad stuff
0: here first and uh and try to get that hayed during the rain and thunderstorms and stuff which which i'm glad i did um because i i wouldn't have wanted my better stuff down uh but that's gonna start here now i'm after I get this stuff done, I just I'm just gonna So
1: the the slacking's finally over, huh? So yeah. <laughs> Won't
0: well, see old Paul in the casino betting on the grizz this weekend, Mark. You know you know me. So uh yeah, I gotta get out there and get that done. I mean it just uh and I, I'll be able to hay all the way through harvest. I have uh I have some I have some oats and hay barley and peas mixed in. And uh, I showed Mark a video of it yesterday. It looks great. Uh, if I get it, um, you know, we're not out of the woods yet. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see. It's always, you know, Mother Nature, folks, it, it, you know, you can't. Uh, well, if, if, only, if only we wouldn't pollute so much to where these storms weren't. See, we can control all of this uh-huh. by legislation. And who you vote for can control all of these storms we're getting. And uh, see, this morning, this special weather statement was issued at uh, about 4.30 this morning. Doppler radar was tracking a strong thunderstorm near Gustav, 34 miles southwest of Buffalo. Uh I don't know where that's at. They, they've got. Is, is that Montana or Wyoming? I don't know because the weather statement is out of the National Weather Service in Billings. Uh, Gustav. I think he was the one in Beauty and the Beast. He was the big guy that went after the. But um, G U S T A V E, thirty-four miles southwest. It's got to be Wyoming. I don't, I don't. There's not a Buffalo, Montana, is there? There's Buffalo in Montana, of which, by the way, they're winning four to nothing. But uh, it says this storm will remain in rural areas of southeastern Carter County. Well, Carter County is Ecolac, I think. Isn't that? that? I think that's southeast of Carter. Boy, is there anything southeast of Carter County? There must be.
1: Uh, Carter County is mm-hmm. Oh, There's a buffalo over there. Just east of Buffalo. I didn't know that. uh. But that buffalo, that's the buffalo in Wyoming. Hmm. No, no, it can't be. Mm-mm. No. Let me zoom the map out here. There's a now, buffalo buffalo in South Dakota.
0: Because I remember you and I went through buffalo at 104 miles an hour. <laughs> remember that, Mark? I think it was buffalo. <laughs> it, looked, it looked like a grasshopper, but it
1: was a buffalo. Back when they weren't quite so serious about speeding tickets in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a Buffalo, South Dakota. Uh, uh, gusty winds could knock down tree limbs, blow around
0: unsecured objects, minor damage to outdoor objects possible. Storm will remain over rural areas of Carter County. Well, is there, is there not a rural area in Carter County? Wait, that sucker hit downtown Broadus, man. <laughs> man. I'll tell you. Right in the heart of the city of Ekalaka. Uh, yeah, I hard to believe, but so they had three quarter inch hail there this morning and uh so this afternoon with the humidity and the dew points as big as they are and as high as they are uh, another 70 percent chance again this afternoon so i'll make a run for the border grab something on the way home and uh hop on there and try to get some of that bailed up for the storm today so um I'm not knocking anything down. Tomorrow though, tomorrow's a different day. Twenty percent, tomorrow, eighty six. In fact, twenty percent all week temperatures mid eighties to low nineties. So it's it's you just with twenty percent you take a chance. Yeah. You know. Um you know. There's a like Mark when he golfs, there's a twenty percent chance he's gonna hit the green if he uses that club.
1: He's gonna use it. I wish it was that high. So um (laughs) <coughs> okay, two different weather apps. One has got a thirty percent chance of rain for us today, starting at three.
0: At three? <coughs> oh, are you on the hourly thing? Mm-hmm. Which 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 weather app are you on?
1: Well, I'm looking at the Weather Channel one right now because they've got us. Oh, okay. A thirty-four percent chance at four, a fifty-two percent chance at five, and a sixty-nine percent chance at six.
0: Oh yeah. Okay, I'm on that one. So by six o'clock. That looks like the time mm-hmm. starting from about five to, uh, five to seven right in there, right peak and it, hours. and it's
1: not a hundred percent, so there's no guarantee that you're going to get that right exactly.
0: but the wind is a problem too, you know if uh, not necessarily for my windrows <laughs> in this crappy stuff, but uh, you know it blows
1: it around and Carter County has a population of one thousand four hundred and fifteen. In the whole county, making it the seventh least populous county in Montana. You mean?
0: Oh yeah, because Petroleum County is the least populated. I think. Uh, I think there's uh, 650 people up there, or something like that. That's where Winnet is. You imagine going someplace back East, Philly, or something, telling them we got we got a county out there that's.
1: Got six hundred and fifty people in it I remember the year on the uh one of our cruises a long time ago, twenty years ago. We stopped on the island of Grenada and rented that guy in a Volkswagen van taxi to take us around the island and we said we got a lake in our state that 's bigger than your island mm-hmm. God that they were poor. oh yeah, that was a poor,
0: poor place. Farmers worked to recover after Mother Nature visits. Oh, they went out to Gables' place again. Gables always... If it hits Gables, somebody like that out there, they, they always get the coverage. They got their go-to people oh, for yeah. stuff. Yeah, they got the go-to coverage. Now, last year, when I got it, their headline would have been, Good. <laughs> <laughs> Karma, you. Yeah, that's what would have been in there. Good. Couldn't happen to a nicer SOB. <laughs> They'd have put that in there. No. Uh, Weather Service meteorologist Nikolai Reamer said hail nearing an inch in size can destroy crops. Uh, I got news for you, uh, Nikolai. Hail, hail less than one inch destroys crops. That's right. If it's driven by forty mile an hour winds and there's a lot of it, like I had last year, it'll take you out. Mm-hmm. It's like a sandblaster. Yeah, it'll take you out. So it doesn't have to be one inch. Not all of their stuff was damaged. That's usually how hail is, hit or miss. It lifts, lets down, lifts, lets down. And it started over in Rappel J, worked its way all the way across the country and uh, kept lifting and setting down. That's why the hailstones got bigger. Uh, they keep going up, refreezing, gathering more moisture till they get so big, uh, atmosphere can't hold them anymore and by the time they got out there toward shepherd and huntley they were bigger yeah you know and uh some of the sugar beets can still make it if they get damaged you know they're underground but uh, the stuff above ground why farmers who have federal crop insurance have 72 hours to file a claim um yeah i don't know if that's the case uh 72 hours um, sometimes you don't even get around to seeing all the damage uh, in that time frame.
1: They, they're they pretty good that way. Mm-hmm. You know, talking off the air yesterday, I, I thought you had a great line. This job is my crop insurance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: that, that's my crop insurance. That's why I keep working. And, you know, I, I brought that up, too. Um, you know, last year, folks. Last year in Montana, we had a natural disaster that caused at least a billion dollars worth of damage, and it didn't get the time of day. Mm -hmm. And that was the drought that we had last year. It cost thousands. I mean, we're talking thousands of farmers. It cost them their crop, their hay, their pasture. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had drought followed by massive grasshopper infestations, and it it took a billion dollars out of the economy from losses. And yet, well, uh, there's
1: no sensational pictures. Of no. And you la- know,
0: a, a dead wheat plant. Nobody cares. Nope. And last year, no FEMA. We couldn't even remember. I jumped testers ass and Danes as do. well. I said, you should be sitting on the front door of Tom Vilsack's office, getting our whole state declared a disaster area. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't do it. We we only had like twenty some counties last year that were declared. And I mean it was almost statewide. Sure, there were a few isolated counties here and there, you know, one by Eureka, you know, and maybe a place. But other than that, everybody was impacted. It was a huge disaster last year. Nothing. No FEMA. No no disaster. Uh, we had 26 counties that got disaster status or something where you could hay some CRP. And by the time they got to that, it was too late. It was dried up, folks. It was like gunpowder, it was confetti. People sold their livestock,
2: no crops. A freshly hand-cut steak and made-from-scratch pizza is what you'll find at the Blue Cat Bar & Grill in Huntley. They've got the best roasted chicken, amazing burgers, and the best prime rib deal in the county. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they have the freshest, best meal deal going. You've got to try their loaded Bloody Mary. Made with your choice of vodka, bacon, cheese, olives, pepperoncinis, a pickle spear, and topped off with a beef stick and shrimp. For great service, generous portions, and a full-service bar and casino, head to the Blue Cat Bar & Grill in Huntley. Make sure to like them on Facebook. And uh, this year,
0: when we had the floods, devastating as they were, first of all, the main part of the flood that was affected was everybody's adopted stepchild, and that was Yellowstone Park. Mm -hmm. And immediately, within 18 hours, disaster area, Yellowstone Park, because the roads got washed out. Okay. Got it immediately. The damage last year was unbelievable and couldn't get it. You know, it's funny. Uh, it's funny how they weigh in public perception and and uh, uh, they, they try to hold their finger up in the air and test which way the wind's blowing to see how people will react to this decision and that decision. And so... Last year, they were quick to resp- or they weren't ever quick to respond to any problem we had up here, North Dakota, South Dakota. Y- you guys are a bunch of redneck hillbillies anyway up there. You don't have any pull. You know we're not concerned about you and your little parkish area up there. Oh, good, come out and let a buffalo stick that up your ass. Then <laughs> you know, I mean, really, but uh, but even a storm like this, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell the damage, uh, the crop loss, the uh, the loss to vehicles, homes, and just think it, it hit rural areas. Right. It hit rural areas. All that, uh, all the all the ruckus down there on 27th yesterday, Mark, that was uh, the house that caught fire. That was the same house that there was a stabbing there on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tuesday morning, they set the house on fire. Mm-hmm. So that's that, why they were. That, that might be a bad neighborhood. Yeah, could be. Um, could be. Man and woman pleaded guilty to trafficking meth and fentanyl. Eric Swan, thirty-five, and Elizabeth Ardell Grace Rosenhaugen will spend the next several years in prison. Had a hundred grams of meth on them and ninety-six hundred fentanyl pills. They were on their way back to Billings. They went to Denver. God. Coming back from Denver, lock them up forever. Forever. Mm -hmm. Folks, Barry Goldwater, you know, uh, moderation and the pursuit of justice holds no virtue. Lock them up. Send them away. Not only that, it's time they incorporate my idea. We need to farm out all of our prisoners. We need to send them to Turkey, the Philippines, or Mexico and pay them. To house all of our prisoners, get rid of our correctional facilities here. Send them all down there. We can, they can do it cheaper than we can. We could we could spend eighteen hundred dollars a month per prisoner in places like that, and they would love to have them. Mm-hmm. And send them there. They take care of them. We don't have any correctional facilities. We don't have them in our country. None zero. Let them take care of those people. Mm-hmm. I'll guarantee you that you will see crime go down. They will not want to be sent to those areas. And after all, it's a boost for the economies in those countries. They can get into the uh, correctional business. Right. Right. They can house them. They can put them where they want, feed them what they want. Not our problem. And folks, Americans, you don't have to worry about it at all. Mm -hmm. You don't sell fentanyl and meth to children and kill people and things. You don't have to worry about it. You're a law-abiding citizen. You don't have to worry one bit about going there. Not one bit. Send them there. That'll be the end of it. Take Eric Swan and Rosen Rosenhaugen or whatever her name is and send them there. Mm-hmm. After all, you're closer to where the drugs came from anyway. You should like that. Send them there. Get rid of them. Put them there in that area. We don't have to spend forty grand a year to house one of these prisoners. Right. We could do it. We could do it for twenty grand. Save our nation money. And we're having a hard time finding people to take the guard jobs anyway right now. Mm-hmm. They'll take care of them. They'll take care of them. Eight people overdosed on fentanyl in Montana uh, in one week during the end of May, prompting warnings from county health officials. Two were in (laughs) Yellowstone County. You know, you know who drug users are not listening to? (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's right. You touch that stuff, folks, it'll kill you. It can kill you. You know, they're putting it in marijuana now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're lacing marijuana with fentanyl. Mm Mm-hmm. Check it out. Oh, that's not true. Oh, okay. Meth is still dominating our state investigations and convictions involving drugs. Two-thirds of our new investigations initiated by the Montana Division of Criminal Investigation are meth-related. However, fentanyl cases increased substantially. Prescription painkiller fentanyl trafficked in Montana, Produce illicitly in underground labs. Those labs typically are located in Mexico. Open borders helps that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Your president, folks, this guy. God. No wonder 85% of America is disgusted with the way things are being done in Washington with the current administration. 85%? Fentanyl. Yeah, send them. We need to send them out. Send them out to those. Let them take care of our prisoners. And and it will enable us then to go out and arrest these people and not turn them loose. You know, we've got 2,600 of these losers walking around Billings that have been released from the state that are in our town. Known felons, folks, felons running around, turn them loose. Running around here. Time to hire Mexico to take care of our prisoners. It's up to them. They can it's their own country. They can build their own facilities, put them in whatever type of housing they want, feed them what they want. Not mm-hmm. our problem. We'll pay you. Right. And all prisoners are subject to that country's rules. That's right. You and you know, and once again, you don't have to worry a thing about it. We'll never affect you ever, right? Because you're a law abiding citizen. You don't have to worry about it. Right. Not one bit. Not one bit. Send them there. Send them there. You might not like the cavity searches and things that they do down there. They're probably not as uh, uh, delicate as they are here. And the conditions uh, with your internet. You may have some Wi-Fi problems once in a while at your prison (laughs) down there, you jerks. Send them there. Help their economy out. Give them jobs. Probably no air conditioning in a lot of those places uh, down there either. And you might have more than one person per cell. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you, you picked it. You chose that. So send them there. Send them there. We can do it, but we won't. You know why? they are potential voters, uh, for one. Anytime there is a potential voter, uh, you have to look at it that way. And do whatever you can do to have them vote for you. And uh, folks, let me ask you this question. You think the most people that commit crime in America, I don't know how many crimes are committed in America every year. I don't know how many. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that most criminals in America are Democrats? Or do you think most are Republicans that commit crimes? Hands down. Democrats. Hands down. Why? Why is that? Do you think, I mean, really, since we're having the discussion, we might as well go on down the list. Do you think most drug users in America are Are Democrats, or do you think they're conservatives? Most of the drug users in America, okay. We've. How about uh, how about most of the of the poor in America? Do you think most of the poor people in America are Democrats, or do you think most of the poor people in America are conservative Republicans? I'm just asking for the. The purpose of this discussion. What do you think? What do you think? So, if I'm from the outside looking in, I'm thinking maybe maybe I need to do it that other way, and I wouldn't be in this
1: situation.
0: Maybe the drug business isn't something that I should get in. Maybe accounting
1: would be better. Uh, you know, the, but you know, I, I, in theory, what you're saying is right. Mm-hmm. But most of those people don't think they're going to get caught.
0: No. Well, they know what the system is. See, they know they won't be sent to Mexico to a prison. They know that. We got 2,600 of them running around on our streets. They go in, they slap their hands, and they let them out. Let them out. Let them out. The shooter in Chicago, they knew all about this kid. The police knew all about this kid. He was a threat. They knew all about him. He was out. He was out. And yet, you know how this crime is being labeled, folks, by Kamala Harris and Joe Biden? Gun violence. Mm -hmm. Gun violence. That's how they're labeling the crime. Gun violence. Gun violence. You know, Ronald Reagan said, "You you can't hold society responsible for the actions of criminals. You can't hold society responsible for the action of a criminal. And yet we do. Every time a criminal does something, we go after you. Mm -hmm. It's your fault. It's society's fault. Law-abiding citizens, hardworking Americans every day, providing for their family, saving their money, protecting their family, paying their taxes every day, loving their country. They go after you when a criminal does something bad. Does that make sense? Why? Why do we go after? The criminal gets the considerations, the excuses. And they go after you in society. You're the reason why that happened. It's wrong. It's not right. Get tougher on them. I know the tougher the rules were at home, the more likely you were to obey them. Because we feared the consequences. That's right. Um, curfews, all kinds of things like that. Um, send them to Mexico and the Philippines and other places, and uh, Turkey, Turkey. They won't come back. Mm-hmm. They got twenty years. They got to do twenty years there. Believe me, they're not gonna. You don't. You won't get early release. When Mexico is being paid $1,800 a month or somebody to house that
1: prisoner. Look at Brittany Griner over in Russia mm-hmm. and how long she's been over there on a dope charge. Mm-hmm. And why? Why don't
0: they have those? Folks, let me ask you this question. Here's another one to think about. How come, how come places like Russia and Turkey and China don't have problems with crime... As much as we do. Mm -hmm. Hmm? How come? Because there are consequences for them in those countries. Period. That's it. No questions asked. Uh, We don't care how you vote. You get sent up river in those countries and you get sent there and you will stay there. And people know what it's like. And that is a major deterrent for them. Not here. You can come to Billings. You can walk down 27th Street and you can sell somebody some meth. Do whatever you want. uh, Walk into the ice cream shop down there and uh, pull out a baseball bat and you'll be walking the streets in no time again. Mm -hmm. You'll be walking the streets in no time here. And... You take a kid like that Chicago shooter or others where the police know their background. They know the threat they are to society. You know that. They can't go get them. We can't go get them, put them in a hospital, lock them up, have them analyzed, let doctors look. You can't do that. You can't do that. Why? Because they have people, groups, organizations, government agencies all on their side that protects them and, and, by doing that, they get their support. It's not right. Not right. So they're on the streets. They're on the streets. We have them on the streets in Billings. They're on the streets in Chicago. They're on the streets in Detroit and Philly and all around. them. They're all on the streets. Criminals are all on the streets. How did Giuliani clean up New York? New York was a dump, a toilet bowl of a city. Giuliani cleaned it up. How'd he do it? He got them off the streets. Yeah. Got them off the streets. They were down to 300 homicides a year in New York City. Metro area of 20 million people. Got them off the streets. You can't do that anymore. You can't be judgmental. You can't stop and frisk. No. You can't do that. And and why? Why were all these things put in? Well, I can guarantee you, it. it's not because they had constitutional rights. Because you know... That side of the party doesn't give a damn about the Constitution. It's because of the support they get from that sector of America. Right. So we can't clean up our streets. So we turn them loose. And we have stuff like happened down on the south side. We get this every weekend now in Billings almost. Every weekend. Stabbing, shootings. Can't clean them up. And if we can't, we can't put them away. And if we do put them through the system, then we turn them loose again. Mm-hmm. Send them to those places and let them take care of them. But the price is paid by whom? The law-abiding citizens of America. You pay. The criminals do the crime. And we hold all of you people out there, you people up right now working your ass off, hard workers, making your house payments, doing everything, putting your kids through school, working hard, We hold you responsible for the actions of every criminal in this country. It's society. You know why? Because you folks own a gun. You're responsible because you own a gun. You're responsible. All these people that commit crimes. Here's another question for you folks in education. All of these people that commit crimes, not all of them, but let's look for the purpose of the discussion. Let's look at the majority here. All of these people, Mr. Swan and Rogan house woman, and all these others, what kind of grades did they get in school? What kind of grades did they get in school and what did they do after they graduated from high school? Let's look at that. All of these criminals that we have, all of these people down here that we arrest every day involved in stabbings and taking. Let's look at their high school grades. And let's see, what kind of
2: grades and what kind of a student were they? When you're looking for the perfect location to host your special event, your first choice should be the Roadside Event Center. They offer a rustic and charming atmosphere and are an exceptional choice for weddings, reunions, graduation parties, anniversaries, and corporate events. Whether it's a cozy indoor party or an outdoor event, the Roadside Event Center can accommodate and they have a covered patio and a fully stocked bar. Check out Huntley's premier event center at roadsideeventcenter.com. That's R-H-O-A-D roadsideeventcenter.com I'll bet you it would amaze you you could go
0: down the list and you could look at their school records and you could see at that point what they were destined to become not all of them don't get me wrong, not all of them but I'll bet you the majority of them were in trouble in school they didn't get good grades or came from a broken home So you know what the problem is then? The problem is law-abiding citizens in this country have gone out and they've earned too much money by taking advantage of opportunity that the country offers and people in America has decided with their hard-earned income they want to buy a gun and protect their families. That's the problem. That's the problem, folks. Not the corrections in the country, Not our approach to law anymore. Uh, Not about the disrespect for law and authority anymore. Uh, Not because of the failure of us to educate our children, give them uh, the life that they need growing up. Not because of all the broken families in America where these puke-ass fathers breed and leave Leave these poor single women out there to try to raise their kids, have a father figure in their life that's absent. None of that's a problem. Those are free choices. That is our choice. Our choice, our body. None of that is the problem. The problem is the law-abiding citizens of society. You're the problem. We go after you constantly. You're not giving enough tax dollars to our programs in America. You're taking away the opportunity for others by working two jobs. See, that's, that's what they think the problem is, Mark. Not the problem. Not the problem. You know, in agriculture, in agriculture, folks, you know what the potential is for your crop early on. You know how much you've put into your crop. You know how much fertilizer you put in there. You know how much preparation on the ground that you have done. You folks know this at your gardens and your flowers at home. The more you put into it, the better the result. You're seeing better flowers, better garden production, same in agriculture. You put fertilizer on, you take care of your ground, so on and so forth. You put water on it. You're going to get better results. Same thing with the human beings that we are creating in this country. You know, you can see early on how much is put into that individual. The more that's put into that individual at an early stage, the better off they're going to be. But we don't do that. We're not doing it. Breakdown of the family, the moral fabric, the disrespect for law and authority. Everything. Everybody was a victim of society. And it's your fault. Law abiding citizens. Your fault. You're the blame for all this. Bull crap bullcrap and so yesterday kamala harris shows up in chicago and once again she's blaming all the gun rules and violations and the manufacturers in the country where 335 million law-abiding citizens are using all of that properly every day every day but the criminals never held accountable it's society and they had the strictest most stringent gun rules, regulations of anywhere in the nation where that shooting takes place, Drink. took place. And we knew about him. We knew about him. The police knew about him. But they couldn't go get him. No, you can't. You dirty, dirty policemen. Leave, leave that poor kid alone. So what? Okay. And look what happens. And blame it on us. All of us. I never got to four of the things I had written down here today. Uh, Satisfaction guaranteed. (laughs) That, uh, oh, all-star voting starts today for the NBA 2K League. I was going
1: to talk about that. During my Facebook update, I'm going to tell you about a pretty big trade that happened yesterday. Really? Yeah. I didn't hear about it. A lot of people didn't. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm kind of a... Montana's premier reporter for you, the NBA two K. You league. are you really are
0: Mark. At oil was below a hundred dollars a barrel yesterday, folks. You know when oil was below a hundred dollars a barrel just a little while back, we were at four twenty five for our gas. We're we were below a hundred dollars yesterday, and we're still at four eighty four. They sure take their time lowering it, mm-hmm. a penny at a time. Yeah, a penny or two at a time. But. Uh, so hopefully, I heard a news report today that said that maybe by the early part of next year, oil could be down to 60 to $50 a barrel again because of the recession. Um, and we are in one of them. Uh, but that's, again, that's your fault too. Mm-hmm. So everything today, your fault here on The Cat. The Breakfast Flakes podcast brought to you by the Blue Cat Bar and Grill. Next to the Roadside Events Center in Hudley. The Blue Cat, it's where it's at.